this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. Honestly, pastors Chris and Ruth, it's such an honour to be here this morning, to be given permission to stand at your pulpit. I know it's, it's not a, you know, a easy thing to give your pulpit to people out there. Um, so I just, I feel so honoured that, you know, you're entrusting me with your space. So um, yeah, but look at this congregation. I came out uh, a couple of years ago, actually, there was a pastor's gathering or something. And so first time I came into the space, um, it's amazing set up here. So it's great now to see, see you, you know, your peeps that are here on a Sunday. So amazing, amazing. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, ah, we welcome you here this morning. Oh, not my agenda, but yours, Lord. Not my agenda. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. I thank you, Lord, for... Oh, that you make a way where there is no way. I thank you, Lord, that you, Father God, will come face to face today, Jesus, with those of us in this space today coming expectant, coming to see you, to hear you, to bring freedom and breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow. Honestly, congregation, if you've come in this morning and you've come in expectant, then I'm standing with you, that you were going to walk out of here from having an encounter with our amazing Holy Spirit. But if you've come in this morning because it's a thing that you do on a Sunday, because it's part of, if it's part of the, you know, the routine, if it's part of the motions, then I pray that by the end of today, next Sunday, you'll change your mind on what that is coming in on a Sunday, that more it'll be about, Lord, I'm coming. I'm coming to hang. I'm coming to meet with you. I'm coming to, you know, to catch whatever comes out of the pulpit. So, yeah, I want to say that, oh, if any of you today have, have come in and you're specifically also walking through some stuff and you need freedom, you need breakthrough, you need a miracle, then, you know, I'm, I'm saying that expectancy, that expectancy today, right, I'm going to couple my faith with you that you will see the windows of heaven open up over your life, that you'll see our miracle working Jesus make a way where there is no way. Oh gosh, I, there's so much. I'm like buzzing uh, at what the Lord wants to bring today. Beautiful lady down the front here said to me before um, when, when we're starting up, you know, I heard your testimony. I, I, I went online and I, you know, and so, so I'm like, anyway, what is, which, what, what is that? But some of you may have already heard parts of my story, you know, and I often, when I get invited to places and they're like, we want to hear your story, tell your story, you know, it's like, ah, some have heard it, you know, but all glory to God. All glory to God, right? We all have a story. You might think that I don't have a story like that, but we have a story. And so today I, I really want to also equip on what's your story for His glory, right? I believe that as uh, Pastor Chris was saying, it's mission month here. Um, what does mission mean to you? Like in all honesty, what does missions mean to you? You know, are you thinking, oh, missions, outreach, they're actually just for a select few? 
I hear it, I see it. These ones that are doing this, I see it on the screens, they're doing well, they're doing awesome. But I'm not that one to go. I'm not equipped. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not anointed, I'm not called. I'm here to correct you. We are all, we are all missionaries. We are his missionary. And so once you come into relationship with the Jesus Christ that you'll hear about today, you and I, we are his hands and his feet. No matter what that looks like, might not be that you're going off to Africa or you're going out and you're planting something, but we are anointed and you have what it takes. You have what it takes to be his hands and his feet. Each of our missions don't always look the same. My mission field probably doesn't look like yours and yours doesn't look like mine. C3 Narara, honestly, we are it. We are his missionaries. I know you probably heard it all before, but I pray that you catch this. I pray that you catch this. We are missions, missionaries in our families, in our neighbourhood, with our work colleagues. Maybe we're not wearing the garments of whatever some missionaries look like, but you are it. However you look, however you speak, whatever it is that the Lord is putting you in to be a part of. I love the hashtag on your screens there, the hashtag of go give pray, go give pray. Today I pray that this month as you lean toward missions, that you either go, you give or you pray or you do all three. Some of you might be actually doing all three, going, giving and praying. But if you're not stepping into any of that right now, if anything out of this missions month, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will catch this month something in that tag. Go, give, pray. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you will stir up inside of us, your missionaries, your missionaries, Lord, to rise up, to be able to go, to be able to give and to be able to pray. And as we step out into that zone, I pray, Lord, that mighty miracles, mighty signs and wonders will follow those that believe in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I've ended up with a mission field myself. And so as in a organisation, as in a field, a demographic, and that demographic has morphed into a space of domestic violence, homelessness and addictions. And that mission field was created because of some of my own life journeys and what it was that I had to walk through and walk out of. And so there was a, a, a moment where, yeah, I found myself in that space. But God, but God. And so now the mission field with these ones that we support, Lighthouse for the Community is the organisation that's been created on the Northern Beaches. We actually, we actually are contacted and um, supported, we, get, we support all Australia. I get calls from all states these days on how do we do, what do we do, where do I go, what's the, what's the plan? 
And so the crazy thing is, is that when we come alongside people, the Lord gave me a download years ago about what that should look like, what the pathway to support was. And it was very much about, let's do the practicals. Let's do what we've got to do. Let's take out into refuge. Let's go into detox. Let's, you know, go to housing. Let's connect with these other services. Let's partner to be able to help people to move forward practically. You and I, many of us here, we know prayer is powerful, right? We know that when you pray, things happen. But I can tell you this, when you're in the community and you're coming up against or coming beside people that don't know the Jesus that we know, if we're going to say because they're homeless, because they're trying to escape a scenario, let me pray for you and pray for them and then that's our support, it's not going to cut it. But you turn up with a loaf of bread, you turn up with some clothes for the kids, you watch what happens, softens the heart, opens the eyes, starts to bring trust. And this is something that the Lord gave me years ago. It was about practical. It was about, let's be real. Let's do the stuff. Let's turn up with the bread. Let's, let's, just, let's go down to housing. Because I've learned, even in my own scenario over the years, when you're in a crisis mentality, you get what I now call fogginess. You can be, you can be onto it. You can be you know, so equipped in all these zones. But when crisis comes on, a fogginess of heaviness comes as well and you get blinded and you get all the stuff that you've got to do and it's like, oh, I don't know how to do this. I experienced that when I was going through my own stuff. What? I've got to do all this documentation? It was then that the Lord said, that's what you create. Be a arm, be a leaning pole that you can come alongside and go, I'll fill the paperwork. You just tell me. I'll ask you the questions. And that's what Lighthouse for the community has been. We are coming alongside going, all right, we've got to do X, Y, Z. Let's, let's go to that door. Let's go through this way. But we'll fill out the documentation. We're holding hands and walking these ones through. And in that space, my ultimate goal, of course, is connection to Christ, Right? We have impossible situations. I hear some crazy stuff and what their families are going through. And I'm like, right, I hear you. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Okay, we're going to do blah, 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 blah. But can I pray for you at the same time? Yeah. I've not had a no yet in all these years. I think we serve a bit of a show-off God that when I need somebody to get housed and the government housing are saying 20 years wait, be waitlist, you know, I'm like, let's pray. Let's pray. And what do you know, a week later, oh, I don't know what's happened here, but we've had something turn up. Bring your client down. That's the mighty Jesus that we serve, right? But we've got to trust, we've got to believe, we've got to allow Him to move. So many times I've been walking along a journey with somebody and, yeah, seen that happen. And it's even just in the happening where they go, wow, wow. And it's evident, it's obvious that it's Jesus. I don't do nothing. He does it all, right? We can't do anything. But we are His hands and His feet for people around us to introduce them to Him. But be real, right? Let's not be weird. Let's be real. Let's turn up with the bread. Let's turn up with, you know, whatever the need is. Whatever it is the Lord puts on your heart. Who is in your sphere? Who is it that's there that, you know, and it's not about big bucks and all that. It's not. Because it's usually what you've got in your hand already. What have you got in your hand? In the name of Jesus. We'll get started. No.
Thank you, Lord. All right, here we go. In John 14, 12, it says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing and they will do even greater things because I am going to the Father. Ha. Huh. Jesus went to the Father and now it's all up to you and I. It's up to us, right? But He left us a helper in the Holy Spirit, right? And so... It actually says that greater things will we do. I don't know about you, but I've been questioning that of late. Gosh, am I doing greater things than he did? Because he did some pretty crazy stuff when he was here, right? I've been going, I want to do greater stuff. I want to do. It says, the Word of God is for real, right? It says that greater things shall we do. And so what are you convinced about Jesus? Like, who is Jesus to you? I want to I segue into a place of equipping you to have a look at your story that's going to be for His glory. But first and foremost, who is actually Jesus to you? Who are you convinced He is? I mean, I'm certain that Jesus for me, He's my provider. He's my comforter. He's my hope. He's my healer. I've gone to a space now where actually He's it all. He's it all for me. Who is He to you? Whatever it is that you're convinced Jesus is, then that's your story. That's your segue to conversations, to introducing people to Him. Because as we're out and about, wherever we are, and we're listening and we're talking to people, someone may, might make a comment, you know, I have no hope. I'm lonely. I'm struggling financially. I lost my job, I this, I that, I whatever, right? But what is it that you're convinced that he is? Because then that's your language. Oh, oh, because I'll tell you this as well, that what I've seen over the years is that usually whatever it is you are convinced he is and whoever it, whatever it is that you have overcome, that's who God will send across your path. Those that are in exactly that same space that you've been in, then you can say, wait, wait, wait. When I was in that, oh, do you know what he did for me? Yeah. Do you know what he did for me? Like, I can only tell you what he did for me. But let me believe with you while you're in it. Let me stand with you. Let me, let's proclaim, let's confess, let's believe. That there is your story. I used to, I used to be one of, like, teach at um, C3 Oxford Falls College evangelism and we had some amazing students always have whatever but I but I you know we, we had some students that were in the space that had grown up in Christian homes and I'd hear often I don't have a story I don't have a you know come out of addicted addicted parents or this or whatever you know because we all think it needs to be the big crazy hoo-hahs right and so I was like wait 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 <laughs> you're in bible college you must be convinced that Jesus is something. You must be convinced that he's, like, you must have walked through something. Oh, oh yeah, when I was at school, yeah, I remember, you know, being bullied or whatever. And I just went like, Lord, and he gave me strength and he helped me to face that thing. Or when I was sick, actually, yeah, yeah, when I was sick, I just went, oh, Lord, you're my healer. You did it for me at the cross at Calvary. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So you're convinced he's your healer, right? 
It's like, guys, come on. You have a story. But recognise who you are convinced that He is because many, many out there don't have a clue. They need to know. They need to know who He is. Oh, Pastor Chris brought it up before about the crazies, the AI and, you know, what does it look like out there? And I mean, the crazy COVID zone, 2020, 22, all of that, the mandates, the lockdowns, all of that. Christians, I saw that as an opportunity for us to rise up, right? It was a dark hour. It's still, listen, look at media. Media's going crazy with stuff, bringing fear. Fear is the big thing, right? Were, were, Were you out there being a light to the world? giving hope when there was fear, giving faith, faith over fear, because it's these opportunities that we, the church, need to rise up, right, and come alongside, come alongside those that are doing it tough, those that lost their jobs, you know? Did we find a neighbour or somebody in our life that unfortunately had to come out of their employment and we were able to come alongside for a moment, turn up with some bread, turn up with some meals? It's these hours, it's these times where we, the body of Christ, can be utilised to be His hands and His feet. Is it over? I don't think so. (laughs) I think we need to get even more prepared. Be prepared at all times for whatever is going on in your life and around you. I know too that though, we're not void of trials and tribulation, right? We're not void of tough moments. If anything, I've got to say this without bringing fear or rebuke fear. Yes. Hooking up your faith with Jesus, coming in connection with Him, actually puts a target on your back to the enemy because He's afraid. He's afraid of you because all authority will we be given over Him, right? So He's going to come at you. You're a target. But know this. Jesus went to the cross for us at Calvary so that we could be free, so that we could have life and life more abundantly. Guys, let's step into this. I heard something actually the other day. I'm sitting in a bit of deliverance stuff because, I don't know, the Lord's anointed me since February just to deal with demon stuff, whatever. I'm like, yeah, come on, let's do this. But I was listening to something this week. Oh, gosh, I was in fits of laughter. And that the minister was saying something to the effect of, of and I've heard this before, but actually it was a different angle, but it was the enemy has been disarmed and the enemy has been defeated, right? Disarmed and defeated. And he said, disarmed, defeated. Imagine coming up against someone with no arms and no feet, right? He's got no arms, he's got no feet, but we're going, the enemy's attacking me. He's coming along with no arms and feet, guys. Seriously, let's rise up. Let's stand in the authority that we have. If we are in partnership with Jesus Christ, we can take that thing on, right? But stand up knowing that greater is He that's in you than Him that's in the world that's trying to derail and take us out and tell us these lies. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you are somebody here today that's gone through the crazy COVID zone and or whatever, these last few years and things are, you know, not been great, you've had to start fresh or whatever, whatever it is. Again today, I'm going to believe with you for release. I'm going to believe with you that you're going to see doors open up like never before. 
How do we walk in freedom and breakthrough? Not only for ourselves, but also so we can connect others to Jesus, right? These are the keys that I was given in one of the journeys. I'm not saying this is the only process and the procedures at all, but this is what has sustained me to help me to move forward. In Mark eleven twenty four, it says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Whatever you ask for. So in prayer, ask, right? Hebrews 11.1, 1. Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. Faith is seeing the thing before we get the thing. Visualise the outcome before it comes. Whatever is going on in your world that you need a breakthrough in, visualise it on the other side. Ask, visualise. In Habakkuk 2.2, it says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Write, write it down. What do you wanna see? Right, because when we read it, we will run with it. That's the Word of God, that's not me. That's the Word of God says that. Romans 10.10 says, if we believe with our mouth, believe in our hearts and confess in our mouth, it shall be done. There's a longer context of that, but just in this, as we believe in our heart and confess in our mouth, it shall be done. So proclaim and believe for the outcome daily until it happens. Now I get it. When we're sitting in something that we need freedom and breakthrough in, to say that thing is not there anymore, it feels weird. It feels like we're in it. Are you serious? But I'm telling you, there's so much power in confessing confessing against it. In one of the journeys, and as I move forward soon, that I, I, I sat in, I was fully consistently confessing the opposite to what I was told for so long. And I believe what happened when I first started saying it and looking in the mirror and, and you know, confessing against the situation, that it was here, that it was in my head. And it was like, oh, weird. But anyway, kept, kept confessing, kept confessing daily, daily. Before I knew it, I believe that thing moved from here to my heart. I believe it went here. Yeah. And then before I knew it, I had what I now call a knowing but not knowing faith. I know and I know and I know and I know somehow, some way it's gonna work out, but I don't know when. It, I was convinced. I was convinced that my confessing and my believing, because the Word of God says it, was gonna take place. Did you get that, Narara? Yeah. Ask for the miracle. Visualise the outcome before it comes. Write the outcome before you get it. Proclaim the outcome daily. And the big one that couples that all in together, believe, just believe. We just gotta believe, honestly. I believe faith is like a muscle. In order to build physical muscles, I'm not a bodybuilder, but apparently I've heard this. <laughs> you, you, you go to the gym, right? You go to the gym consistently, consistently to build your muscles, right? It's in the consistent going. You've got to exercise them. I believe faith is the same. Faith is the same. In order to build our faith muscle, we need to consistently live in faith and exercise it by stepping out. Exercise our faith. Yes. Step out. Yes. I know it's not easy. It's, it's hard because faith is doing something that you don't normally want to do yes. and you don't know the answer. 
and what's on the other side, right? I mean, the opposite to faith is fear. And when faith rises, fear is broken, I believe. Fear is broken. I remember years ago, years and years ago, when I first was wanting to hear the voice of God, right? I wanted to step out and I wanted to, I wanted to just hear His voice. Lord, I wanna, I wanna be able to, I want You to direct me. I want You to speak with me. And anyway, this, I was doing singing lessons, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I mean, and things were a bit tough and I had like, my, my lesson was like 20 bucks, pretty cheap probably to what it is now, but it was 20 bucks and I had $20 in my pocket and I was standing at these set of lights to go across the road and around the corner to the, to the singing lesson to the lady's house. I'm standing at the lights and I've been praying, Lord, I want to hear your voice. I want to, I want to move in you. Standing at the lights and, 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 and I hear, I hear, not hear, but I hear here. And I hear this little, there's, there's a guy like 19, about 19, 18 year old standing at the lights. And I hear, give him your $20. I was like, wait, what? That's my $20. I'm having my, my lesson. Give him your $20. I was like, oh, I wrestled. He's going to think I'm weird. He's going to say, like, what? Or he'll go, sweet, and off he goes. I mean, okay, he, I want to hear your voice. I want to hear, well, if this is not you, then whatever. Hey, buddy. Sorry, this is probably a bit weird, but I just, anyway, I think Jesus told me I've got to give you my $20. <laughs> right? He goes, what? I said, yeah, look, here. Here's my $20. <laughs> anyway, he goes, Wait, what? I, I, I live around the corner. I've got a pocket full of tablets here. My mum's a praying mum. Life's really tough right now. I'm literally crossing the road, going around there, sitting down, there's a park. I, I'm taking these tablets, but as I walked out the door, I said, Jesus, if you're real, send someone. Send someone. I'm like, wait, what? He goes, I don't want you $20, but wow, he's real. Turns around goes back home. Oh, I'm like, whoa, whoa, I just heard your voice. Another time I'm, car ran out of petrol, that's a whole different story. You might want to go and search online about what happened with that, because that's a, anyway. Oh, okay, it's a disclaimer. I'm not telling you to go do this, okay? <laughs> it was a faith moment, trying to hear God's voice find myself on my own with my kids and doing it tough. Going somewhere, car runs out of petrol. I'm sitting there in the zone, open up the Word of God and I stumble, I'm like, oh, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what am I doing, blah, 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 whatever. Put my hand on something and it's the scripture of, you know, the Jesus filling up the vessels with water. Uh, filling up the, yeah, the vessels with water that turns into wine, right? And so I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, what is it? That's, I'm like, wait, what? Jesus fills up, tells us to his guys, go fill up these vessels. And then we know the story, right? As he pours it out, the wine gets poured out. He's at the wedding, blah, 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 all that. I'm like, right, right, okay. Whoa, fill my car with water? <laughs> Worst case scenario, right? Mechanic will come, I'll go, whoa, how did that get there? <laughs> anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm there, I'm at the lake and... Um, I look over, there's like a big bottle of 
empty two litre, whatever. And the, I'm parked next to a scout hall. I'm like, walk around and there's a tap. I'm like, oh, okay. And so luckily the, the petrol thing was on this side. So people driving past couldn't really see what was happening. <laughs> anyway, so I'm back and forward. It took ages tipping water into my tank. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> back and forward. And then anyway, I'm watching the gauge in the car go up. It gets to like halfway. I'm like, oh, that's all I need. Oh, I'm good. All right, sit in the car. And then I'm like, oh, no, I can't do this. I go for a walk. I'm walking around, walking around, walking around. Then I hear this small voice. Go over to that car. Go tell that man, Jesus loves you. I'm like, oh, because now, now I'm starting to hear the voice of God, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to knock, knock, knock. Open the thing. He winds his window down. He's a big guy from New Zealand. I'm like, oh, crap. Anyway, whatever. I'm like, hey, bro. Just got to tell you, Jesus loves you. He puts his head down, shoulders go up and down. I'm like, wait, you all right? He gets out of his car, comes round to the back of his boot. and the back of his boot is this big, long rifle. He says, I just pulled up here. He said, um, I'm a night shift worker. I got home and got home earlier than normal. Unfortunately, I got home and I found my best friend in bed with my wife. And I've smashed the house up. I beat him up. The cops came and I took off. I'm in trouble. I, I've got this. Uh, my plan is I'm going to sit and... Wait, there's a few kids in here. Um, anyway, right? He, he was planning. And he said, but I, I sat here and I said, if there is a God, if you, if you, like seriously, if you are for real, send someone. I'm like, oh, What? Seriously, would, would, would these guys have gone ahead and did this? I don't think so. I think God would have still, because they asked, God would have still sent somebody, right? But I praise God that I was fortunate enough to be that somebody and I stepped in and I just did it. So, you know, the faith muscle's getting buff. I'm like, ooh, praise Jesus, right? Go back and I'm like, oh crap, that's right, my car. <laughs> I'm conscious of my time, I've got to move. So anyway, Sit down. I felt, read the Word again. Read the Word of God. Read it, read it. Right? Jesus says, guys, fill up the vessels to the brim. I'm like, oh, to the brim? Back and forward. I've got to go to the brim. Right? To the brim. So the Word says, to the brim. I see the gauge going up. I go, oh, a little bit more. I can go over. Went over. Guys, guess what? I put, put my key on as long as I think that took hours to do. I turned that key on. I drove that car for two and a half weeks, which I believe had the best of the best petroleum out there in the name of Jesus. Praise God, right? But I have not done it again. I have not done it again. So disclaimer, do not go, well, unless you get called, don't come blaming me, right? So... Anyway, but guys, honestly, the faith muscle's getting buff, right? Because I'm hearing the voice of God. I'm stepping out. I'm doing, like, seriously, it's, it's, it was like, woo, okay. I didn't tell that petrol story. Actually, that story was probably, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago now. And so it's only been the last probably six years because my cousin in New Zealand knows the story. And he's like, you've got to share that story. I'm like, ah, oh, no. You know, anyway, so I've just started. So all glory to God, all glory to God. Then also scenarios around, you know, me and my kids, we've had to move a few times. I've, I've you know, because I want to I teach my kids faith. How do you build your faith, guys? So we would write list. The first house we believed for, renting, first house we believed for was like four bedroom, fully fenced, great neighbours. 
So I write word every day. Thank you, Jesus. So, okay, the Word of God. Ask and it shall be given, right? I ask you, Lord, for a four-bedroom house, fully fenced with great neighbours. I ask. Ask once, I've learnt. And then from there, believe that you've already received it. So thank Him. So we asked. We came together, me and my kids. I ask you, God, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then it's like, thank you, Lord. Thank you every day. Thank you, Jesus. Four-bedroom house. Thank you, Lord. Fully fenced. Thank you, Lord. Great neighbours. We're moving. Tick, tick, tick. Right? Next house, oh, now we're going to do garage. Now we're going to do this. We're going to, you know, my last house right now that we're, we're in, I'm still renting. I mean, my heart's desire of sowing to, to, to buy, um, but just it's been crazy what God's been doing over the year, this year, these years. Last house is like, you should see the list. Whew, it's been amazing. I literally lived six, six houses from the ocean at Narrabeen and four houses from the lake because we wanted water views. We wanted to go kayaking. You know, we wanted, we've got double garage. We've got four bedrooms plus an office. We've got, but, but God's the provider, right? That house is 1500 a week. Guess what I pay? 400 <laughs> That's the provider. That's the Jesus that we can tap into, guys. Seriously, come on, come on. He died on that cross for us at Calvary, right? So many other stories. So you have to go online and find me. But look, thank you, Lord. I just honestly, as we step out and we, we seek and we ask and we proclaim and we confess and we believe, oh, mate, expect those prayers to be answered. Come on, expect, expect. David in the Bible in Samuel 17 actually identifies this truth when, when he was in the fields, right? He was minding the sheep. He had to face and fight the lion and the bear. When he went out to the battlefield to give his brothers food, we know the story, right? He takes on Goliath. Why does he take on Goliath? He takes on Goliath without any fear. Why? Because he'd already fought the lion and the bear. Now his faith muscles buff. He's like, did that before? They tried to put all that armour on him. It's like, no, 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 go out and what you're used to. Go out and what you're, you know, what you're sitting, right? He took on Goliath. We know the story. Goliath, he, he wins against Goliath, right? Because he'd taken on already lion and bear moments and he'd won in Jesus' name. If we church, we can build our faith muscle to hear the voice of God and to step out in boldness, then when the lion and the bear moments and the Goliath moment comes, I'm telling you, you'll get it. You'll get it. You'll overcome it. You'll overcome it because our confidence rises because the faith muscle is buff, yeah. right? <sighs> Thank you, Lord. All right. You might be sitting here this morning with a sickness in your body, a sickness like even depression or anxiety, maybe a physical sickness. Maybe it's a sickness in your finances or even in your relationships. I've come to tell you that God so loved the world that He sent His only ha. God and Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever shall believe in Him. Right? Thank you, Lord. In 2006, I was faced, unfortunately, with a sickness in my marriage. It could not be fixed. I was sitting in domestic violence and addictions. I was six months pregnant with my fourth child. My then eldest son, eight years old, had an encounter with his dad and tried to take his life. I found him, found him. Won't go into details. But God, I ended up in a local woman's refuge and it was in that place. I remember 
crying on the bottom. We had, a, we had a bunk. We had a queen on the bottom and a single on top and I had a porter cot. I had one of my kids beside me, one on the top, one on the porter cot and I was pregnant. And I was crying into that pillow going, wow, really, Lord, is this my lot? Family live in New Zealand, but I can tell you I would not have gone back. Because why? Because I grew up in that, so, which is why I thought it was normal when I was faced with domestic violence. It was me and him. I said, Holy Ghost, really? Is this my lot? He said, no, no. But take note of everything that we do now to move forward because that's what you will be doing in the future to help others to come out, to come through to the other side. He gave me a download on what Lighthouse for the Community looks like for supporting women and children escaping domestic violence. And that is what we have been doing moving forward because of own life, own circumstance, right? When you come out the other side, I tell you what, you get given keys on how to overcome. God's gonna send you people that you need to equip, that you need to encourage, that if I can do this, so can you. So can you. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. I've lost count now of the many clients that have even come into that space who have given their lives to Christ, who have seen a miracle, who have seen God's mighty hand move over their lives. Why? Because my story is for His glory. It's not my story, it's for His glory. In the name of Jesus. Okay, so the house and the car journeys, right? They were my lion and bear moments. That time, please stop time in Jesus' name, right? Lion and bear moments, right? The house and the car and the refuge, all lion and bear moments. The, the faith muscle is buff, right? In 2012, the Lord gave me the download on setting up Lighthouse for the community, right? I, I was in partnership with the council. I got given keys on this day. I got given keys to go and open this building to create this organisation. On that same day, I got a call up. You need to come in. Oncology, cancer unit, because I'd found a lump a few months ago. And long story short, that lump actually had, they'd clarified that there was seven big lumps that were going in through my lymph nodes and they needed immediate removal. They said, it's fine, it's all contained, we'll just remove and then maybe give a bit of chemo and mop it up. I was like, righto, because the Lord already showed me about Lighthouse going all around the world, right? So I'm like, whatever, this is centre number one. We're good, I'll do this, we'll do this, we'll take this on. I go take it on, we have removal. Unfortunately, I get a change of diagnosis. When we removed, those lymph nodes moved and now they've gone right, run, running rampant through your cells. They're actually now in your lungs. We actually can't even, chemo's not even gonna help. We're gonna, you're now diagnosed stage four. Stage four metastatic breast cancer. You're not gonna survive. You won't survive. But Jesus, right? I took myself away to a mountain. I just went up, cried. I, hey, cry, right? We're human. I was like, seriously, Lord, I've got four kids now, single mum, four kids. I've got an organisation. What the heck? You've shown me lighthouse going all around. I need something. I need hope to hold on to, right? I'm sitting there and it's crazy. I was like a screen, a big screen, big screen comes down in front of me. I see, I see this thing, this, uh, um, like a movie. And I see a church and I see I'm on the front row of the church and I see myself look back and then I see my daughter walking down the aisle on her wedding day. She was eight years old at the time. I was like, whoa, huh, I'm gonna be at her wedding. 
I'm going to be at a wedding. So every time I went to the doctors and they said, oh, it's, it's you know, spreading, chemo's not really doing anything, blah, blah, blah. I'd thank you. Okay, go in my car. And i go, no, I'm going to be at her wedding in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that you died on the cross for me at Calvary. I curse tumours in the name of Jesus. That became my proclamation. That became my proclamation. A year later, basically, I was told within the year I would not survive. But God, right? But God. I was told in 2013 that you have, you have received some kind of miracle. You are totally cancer-free. We don't understand it. They were in your bloodstream, right? All glory to God. All glory to God, right? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's 2013. So we've been doing Lighthouse. We've been supporting these women. 2019, because I'm serving, unfortunately, divorce documents. I'm dealing with guys as well. I'm recognising because these guys are saying to me, where's our supports? Where, where, where do we get support? I'm like, oh, it starts like resonating. Oh, come on, Lord, let's set up something for the men, right? 2019, November, I get the keys for the men's department. We expand. We're supporting men now. We get the keys, I get the call up. Oh, brain cancer. I was like, what? Really, we're going to do this again? Come on, let's go. Let's go. Because why? The faith muscles buff, right? I'm ready for battle. I'm ready for battle. We've done this thing. Women, I got attacked in the breast. Men, I got attacked in the brain. What's that about? Holy Spirit, I'm like, speak to me. Oh, because back then you were working in a space to help the nurturing mothers. The enemies come and attack the breast. I made a comment and said, please don't tell me the men are more brainier than the woman. He says, no, Josie, the men are the head of the household. They have been taken out. Come on, men, it's time to rise up. It's time to rise up in the name of Jesus. I'm like, righto, good. We're good. We're on track. Let's do this. Walk that battle. And guys, three months ago, only three months ago, standing, proclaiming, confessing, writing, right? We're doing the whole process. We're, we're calling it in. I will live and I will not die in the name of Jesus, right? And I will proclaim the mighty works of Jesus Christ. Three months ago, I got the call up. I did the scans, do the whatevers, blah, blah, blah. They said, okay, Josie, we're writing this in your file because we don't get it. You keep shocking us. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, let me tell you about who that's about. Anyway, and so they've written in my file now, unexplained medical miracle. Not one tumour, not one tumour, right? Hallelujah, all glory to God, all glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, right? We can do all things, but only in Him, guys, seriously, right? We live in an uncertain hour. The enemy is on our tails, trying to take us out, trying to you know, do what he does in Jesus' Name, but God, right? Hallelujah. Lord, I just thank You. I thank You, Father God, Lord, for what it is that You are going to do in all of us. You need us all, the body of Christ, to rise up. Lord, I thank You, Father, even in the space this morning. Father, I thank You, Lord, that it's not by might nor by power, but by Your Spirit, Lord. Hallelujah. And as people are sitting here in this space right now, I wanna say to you this morning, maybe this morning, maybe this morning you're not in that relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're not hearing the voice of God. Maybe you have before and you've been in partnership with Him, but you know that you've stopped that communication going on. This morning, I wanna, I wanna put this to you that I want you to come back. I want you to you know, open up your ears and get reconnected again because oh, He needs you. 
He needs all of us. And so maybe you're here this morning and maybe you're thinking, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I know my relationship, my connection has gone a bit stagnant, but, but I'm good. I want to say this. If you leave here and you, I mean, that was a bit of a main road out there, it looked to me like. If you step out of here and unfortunately you don't make it today and you pass away, do you know and you know that you would go to heaven? If you're not sure about that today, then I want you to pray this prayer. It's a very simple prayer, just an invitation of Jesus into your heart. Honestly, this is a miracle. This is your first step of stepping into miracle power of Jesus as you say yes. Just while everyone's got their eyes closed right now, if you know and you know that's you and your relationship is a little bit dry and it's not, you know, very conversing, but you want to hear the voice of God, you want to you want to get reconnected this morning. I just want us all to pray this prayer. Let's all pray this prayer. In Jesus' name, let's say it. In Jesus' name, come into my heart, forgive my sins and help me to follow You. Okay, just while everyone's got their eyes closed right now, if you know and you know you prayed that prayer, either for the first time or you're coming back because you know that you want to get back into that space with God or even greater into that space with God, then just while everyone's not looking right now, just give me a quick wave. I know there's many in this room. Thank you, I see your hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you, I see your hand. Thank you, I see your hand. Thank you, thank you there in Jesus' Name. Thank you, Lord, for all. You know who it is today that has prayed that prayer. Lord, I thank You. Like never before will they see Your vo- see your face and hear Your voice. Like never before, Lord, will freedom and breakthrough come in the mighty Name of Jesus. Thank You, God. Have Your way, have Your way. And this Mission Month, Lord, I thank You, God, for what You're about to do in everybody in this space today. In the Name of Jesus. Amen. One thing I know that I'm I'm conscious of my time again, that I think uh, Pastor Chris is probably going to release those to go get kids, whatever. But I want to put it out there that if anybody here today actually wants an impartation of faith and wants just, you know, hands laid on for any kind of breakthrough or freedom, that when the time is for that, then I'm happy to hang back and do that. If you know that you're walking in some stuff that's just tormenting spirit stuff, whatever, and you're just over the enemy's tactics, then today I want you to come up the front because we're gonna, we're gonna clean house. Because I'll tell you this, right now what I'm seeing is the Lord is cleaning house specifically in the body of Christ because He's coming back for a spotless bride, right? And He's cleaning house right now so that He can pour out what is about to take place in His Spirit, in Jesus' Name. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.